0: Let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in a longtime pro, and that is Sam Stovall, Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA. Sam, uh, you know, I want to sound the horn. Sam, what do you think? People are going nuts with the volatility and the uncertainty. They don't know what's happening here. What do you think is happening here?
1: Absolutely, Nicole. Good to see you again. Um, Well, volatility is actually fairly normal, uh, not only for this kind of an environment, but history says that the midterm election years are 40% more volatile than the average for the other three years of the presidential cycle. Year-to-date through April, we had two and a half times the number of 1% daily moves on the S&P 500 than we have on average going back to World War II. And it really just goes back to the same thing, uh, looking at the change in monetary policy, uh, the tightening procedure that the Fed is undergoing, uh, inverted yield curves, the risk of recession, geopolitical uh, expectations, et cetera. And um, investors are now wondering, gee, will the S&P ultimately fall into a bear market because it's now down 18%, along with the Russell and the NASDAQ, which are down almost 30% each. So uh, that's what's causing investors to, not be able to sleep as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, the volatility though, I agree with you when we talk about um, midterm election years, as you said, the statistics show that volatility is more likely, right? Two and a half more times, um, you know, but here's the thing, volatility, I'm not talking a hundred points. I'm talking 800 point swings on the Dow. Um, I was talking to Peter Tuckman, who I'm sure you know here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. He's the guy that looks like Einstein, and he's the most photographed trader, um, I guess, on the planet. I'll, I'll just say that because I don't know the real answer. But um, he, was, he came to me and he said, first of all, both of us acknowledging we can't sleep. We're up at three, four, five in the morning, can't wait to see the futures. But that the swings are big. What do you make of that?
1: Well, I think you have to put it into perspective. That's why I look at percentage moves, not point moves, because we're dealing with a Dow that's uh, above 31,000, not a Dow that is uh, at 1,000 as it was back in 1972. So I look to percentage moves, but still, when you look at percentage moves, Yeah, we are looking at, as I mentioned, two and a half times the norm, Uh, and I think that we're probably going to continue with this because we are in the traditionally weak sell in May period, which during midterm election years has posted negative returns of about three and a half percent.
0: So this is likely to be a loser year, is what you're telling us. And and I agree. I think the percentages are very telling. Sometimes people reprimand me for using percentages because they can't understand, like, where we are. But, I mean, last week the, we had a day that the NASDAQ was down 5%. That's a big move. So oh, uh, now yeah, with this I, point, right?
1: Yes, I called it Cinco de Mayo, meaning Cinco in terms of... <laughs> the price. But uh, yeah, we were we were down 3.6% on the S&P 500, more than 5% on the NASDAQ. And I think that we still have slightly further to go. If you look to uh, a 38 plus percent Fibonacci retracement, that brings us to about the 3850 level on the S&P 500. The NASDAQ is already beyond its 50% retracement level. And so it's now looking to the 618 Uh, retracement levels. So there is likely to be more downside ahead.
0: Okay, understood. And I think that's very, very important that you mentioned that those Fibonacci levels, 38.50 for the S&P 500 is what people should be watching, as Sam just said. Um, How likely is it that we will see a recession? When do you think it's most likely? And why does it matter?
1: Well, obviously, the reason it matters, let's take that in reverse order, is because the reason investors buy stock is because they want a cut of the action. And the action is price increases through earnings improvements as well as dividend payouts. Well, if the economy is going to slip into recession, then the earnings are going to be receding, and as a result, there's less of the action to be paid out. So investors I have always felt are like hyperactive first graders playing musical chairs, always trying to out anticipate the other as to when the music will stop. When do recessions occur? About 14 months after the first inversion of the 10 year and two year bonds. Uh, What I do find to be an interesting statistic is that the NBER, National Bureau of Economic Research tells us that the speed bump that we hit a way back was the recession about eight months after the recession already started, which sort of coincides with uh, when the market tends to bottom in recession. So I like to tell people that once the uh, NBER tells us we're in recession is now typically time to buy.
0: So what do you tell folks about buying? What are you saying?
1: Well, what I'm saying right now is take a look at how bad the market and the sectors are on a rolling 200-day moving average basis. How far down are they compared with history? Right now, the S&P 500 is trading at one standard deviation below its mean going back over the last 25 years, whereas you're looking at communication services, consumer discretionary, uh, that are more than two standard deviations below their mean. If you want to look to specific tech areas, because that's an area of greatest interest, what I find is that the data processing and outsourced services are two standard deviations below, whereas application software like Salesforce, system software like Microsoft, uh, semiconductor equipment like applied materials and semiconductors like Broadcom, those industries are at least one standard deviation below. So when we do get a pop, these are likely the ones to pop the highest.
0: Right, understood. And I'm glad you you painted that out. So one standard deviation below the mean for the S&P 500 over 25 years, two standard deviations below, if you're looking at data storage or some of the high-flying tech names. You know, there was an interesting article today about how to tame inflation in the paper. And um, it really basically talked about a few things that I don't know how basic it is. Um, Tariffs, stopping spending in the federal level, um, energy exploration. Are we not doing enough um, with fiscal policy in some way, shape or form? The spending that went on last year, is that at least in part to blame for what we're experiencing now? Um, Is there anything that could be done? Because there's lots of tariffs on Canadian lumber, on building materials, on uh, imports from China, for example, a uh, solar. I don't know. Is there something that should be changing that could maybe fix the inflationary picture faster than just the Fed raising rates? Well,
1: Economics 101 tells us that we have inflation when there is too much demand relative to the supply. And we have seen that. The demand, in a sense, comes from people who are employed. 3.6% unemployment rate Uh, very, very low by historical comparisons and the employment picture looking relatively strong. Also, we've had a lot of pump priming, if you will, from the stimulus that we got uh, post pandemic. Uh, I was a bit unnerved when I would get questions from the financial media as to how people should invest their stimulus checks. And my thought was, if they're not gonna use it on housing and, uh, and food, they shouldn't be getting it. So too much government spending uh, I think has contributed, but it cannot be uh, exclusively blamed on the government because we didn't start the war in Ukraine. We don't have the lockdown in China. Supply chain disruptions are out there. So there are a lot of factors that have been contributing to this surge in inflation.
0: Yeah, it it really is tough. It is tough for folks. Um, You know, there was also a great uh, picture which i put on my twitter you can check it out but it just shows the real numbers plane tickets up 33 percent citrus and fruits up 18 percent um you know when i'm paying a few bucks for a grapefruit i know something's wrong uh men's suits gasoline hotels uh, it's just it's tough sam it's tough for the regular folks because basically now at this point they're getting hit. They're spending $300 a month more in general, and 84% saying they're having to cut back on spending because their dollars have to be reallocated. Sam Stovall, it it is nice to see you. Final thought, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say with uh, the citrus prices elevated as they are, consumers are certainly getting squeezed.
0: Oh, good one. See, (laughs) that was worth the wait. That was worth the wait. Sam Stovall, CFRA, always nice to see you. My longtime friend, Sam Stovall, thank you. Good luck there at the markets and his insight. Appreciate it.